Welcome to Genesis Collective Creatives Podcast, where we are connecting artists and funding. Today, we're going to talk to a representative from Duquesne Light Company, Hannah Uman. She knows that we associate that with our electricity supplier in this region. But new to me, it was surprising that Duquesne Light Company is really on the ground. This is their community. They're not coming into the community This is their community, and so they want it to thrive. So what's interesting about this is that Hannah's work is not just for the arts, but where the arts intersect with community development, you should really take a listen. Also note that the deadline for the initiative that Hannah's talking about is June the 3rd. So you are going to want to pay close attention and um, seek information where you need it and get started on writing that grant. Enjoy. This is Pamela Rossi Keene, the director of the Genesis Collective, and you're listening to the Genesis Collective podcast. Welcome, everybody. We're so glad to have you here this evening. I am so excited. This has been in our vision at the Genesis Collective for months and months, and we are behind the push for artists in Beaver County. We are a diverse network of artists, advocates, and activists who want to support artists in their work. We want to increase the public's access to creativity and art, and we want to come alongside community development work that is already happening and enhance it through art and through media representation. This series that we're about to embark on is something new. In the past, we have done artist profiles and explorations of public art in our region. And this time, we are going to give you a series that hopefully, as artists, will connect you to funders. We know that it's hard to make a living in the arts, even when that's our calling and our passion. So what we want to do in this series is ask all of the questions that you might think are stupid. And I'm telling you this because I have had these questions. When I'm writing grants on behalf of the Genesis Collective, there are times that I just, I have to turn to people who understand grant writing or understand the philanthropic sector, that is foundations and organizations who want to give money toward artists in the community. So we want to kind of take the mystery out of this. And let's be honest, this is the truth, the funders need you to apply for their grants and their funding and their support opportunities. So it's a win-win both for organizations who feature arts, and that doesn't have to be an arts organization, but if you're doing art in your organization, or if you are a single artist or a collaborative artist who is looking for funding for your work, this series is going to be for you. And we have a few different types of organizations and representatives lined up to speak with you. I hope you'll enjoy it. And I hope you'll give us feedback. You can always email us at hello at gcollective.org if you have suggestions or questions that we don't cover in this series that you'd like to see answered. Um, We are here to be responsive to you. We want to support artists and their work. So without further ado, let's get started. Okay. Thank you so much to Hannah Human, who is here from Duquesne Light Company, to share with us about her organization's involvement in the Pittsburgh region, in Beaver County. And Hannah, thank you for being with us. 
Hannah, I sent you a few questions earlier in the day, and really I just want this to be a conversation where our region gets an idea of who you are um, as an organization, what your priorities are, those kinds of things, those kinds of things. And I want to just make everybody aware, if you were at the Genesis Collective event on April 8th, then you saw a piece of what Duquesne Light Company is doing in our region because they are funding an original theater piece called Our Story, a play for Beaver County Voices, which will premiere in full in August. So that is, that's Hannah. So yeah, she was our liaison for that and continues to be. So with that said, Hannah, can you just tell us a little bit about your organization and what you do there? Sure. So I work at Duquesne Light, which most people in our region know is their electric utility company. Right. Um, But I work in the community relations team. So that's supporting Duquesne Lights grants, our employee giving campaign and employee engagement initiatives, including volunteerism. Last year, we launched our community impact grants, which is a micro grant program that was really focusing on diverse led organizations serving diverse communities within our service territory, which is Allegheny and Beaver County. So that's how we got connected to the Genesis Collective. And this program was really important to us because we really wanted to make sure that Duquesne Light was getting to those organizations that maybe didn't know they could come to Duquesne Light for funding and maybe didn't even think of Duquesne Light as a funder. You know, we serve Beaver County. We have some partners there, but through this community impact grant program, we've been able to connect with so many more nonprofits in the Beaver County community. And we've just been really, really glad to have those connections. Well, I know we've appreciated it. And it was another organization that put us wise to the opportunity because like you said, when we think of Duquesne Light, we think of our bill, you know, (laughs) we we don't think about work that you're doing in the community to bolster and help empower the communities you serve. What is it about getting engaged in the community that Duquesne Light finds so important? Because you're a for-profit business, but this is not a for-profit effort you're, you're engaged in. Yeah, that's a great question. So being an electric utility and being tied to specifically Allegheny and Beaver County. So because of the way that the Pennsylvania Utility Commission has structured our state, those are the only areas that we serve. We're here and committed to the communities, you know, unlike maybe some other companies that come into a community for a period of time and then say, eh, never mind, we're going to move our headquarters elsewhere. Like, we're here. Not only are we like serving our customers, but our employees live here and they raise families here. And it's really important for when we think about like, you know, this community that we serve, this is our community too. So we really try to make sure that we're supporting our customers in great, you know, initiatives that they're doing, because we also know that when our communities thrive, then we thrive. So it's really a symbiotic relationship, I feel. And, um, you know, we just have so many different types of employees at Duquesne Light because of being a utility. You know, we Mm -hmm. have our folks who are working out in the field and line workers. We have folks on IT. We have folks in customer service. And so we're out there all the time in the Mm -hmm. field or, you know, interacting with customers, things like that. So we want to make sure that customers know, like, we're here 
for you and with you beyond just providing electrical service. So volunteerism and corporate giving are actually really integral to the company and they have been for a very long time. And even before I worked here, I worked at a nonprofit and had worked with Duquesne Light and had seen the volunteers like show up to an event early, stay late, go above and beyond and seeing the way that Duquesne Light showed up for the community, which was one of the reasons I wanted to join the organization. That's something you stress to me too, you know, as we roll out this theater thing, are there things that we can do? We'll be there. So um, we have that in the back of our minds for August. (laughs) You can always reach out and we always, our employees just, they love volunteering. It's like just part of our culture here. And I think something that's also really unique to Duquesne Light is Our employees don't have a cap on the amount they can volunteer. Of course, work comes first and it's a priority, but Mm -hmm. everyone really like thinks about volunteerism as like integral to what we do day to day and really connects us back to our customers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to turn for a minute to what kinds of things you fund because we are, our mission is to connect to support artists in their work, but also to connect the public to art and creativity. So for instance, this theater project both supports artists and will connect the public to art and creativity, but your work is not focused on the arts. This happens to be one way you can execute your mission, but you're talking about preserving diverse communities. Can you talk about the kind of things that um, somebody listening who either is an individual or as an organization and they're thinking, well, maybe Duquesne Light can help me. And maybe it's not relevant. Maybe you can tell me right now, we don't fund individuals. We can, we fund organizations, you know, whatever. Who do you fund? What do you want to see from applicants? We specifically focus on 501c3 registered nonprofit organizations. So those are nonprofits who've registered with the IRS as a nonprofit, but we also support anyone that's registered with the state, so with a state equivalent nonprofit. And, you know, we also support municipalities and school districts, things like that. But any not-for-profit entity is our focus in the community relations space where I work. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have three focus areas. The first focus area is social and economic equity, which is, I feel like, where the work of Genesis Collective and the work of many artists comes in. So even though... We're not explicitly focused on funding the arts. Obviously, we know that the arts and like culture is a way to promote equity. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one piece. Then we also have education. We really focus on STEM education, mentoring, things like that. And then lastly is sustainable communities. So we have three focus areas, workforce development and education, social and economic equity, and then sustainable communities. So sustainable communities is really like what keeps the community going, but also into the future. So Mm -hmm. the environment is a big one there, especially being a utility. We're really focusing on our new CEO's mission of, building a clean energy future for all. Um, So, you know, how can we do that for our customers as well as, you know, just generally supporting the environment because we know we, the earth needs to be here in order for us all to be here. Um, But then also just general social services. And then our community impact grant program, which is the micro grant program is really focused on organizations who have a budget of $500,000 or less. You know, we, that's really where it's coming in for those 
grassroots nonprofit organizations. Mm -hmm. Any organization that has a higher budget than that is welcome to submit funding to our general charitable giving program for consideration. Mm -hmm. It's different process for each. With the Community Impact Grant Program, we try to make it as easy as possible, a very simple application, uh, because we know small nonprofits don't have big development budgets and maybe Mm -hmm. don't have a dedicated development person, or that person is the development person and the operations person and HR and et cetera, et cetera. Preaching to the choir right now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, We try to be mindful of that. But the biggest thing also just to emphasize is organizations that are in Allegheny and Beaver County. Okay. Because, you know, we, we sometimes get applications from, obviously we have a bigger region around here where people live like Uh uh, Washington County or places like that. But those are the only two counties we consider for funding because we really want the money to go back to supporting our customers and communities directly. Okay. So that was really clear. Is it, um, do you think if somebody were applying, if an organization were applying, and I don't know any nonprofit around here that has a budget that is, I mean, maybe a, a, a government entity, but that is over 500,000. So I really think that this will be applicable to our listeners. Um, does an application do better for you if it touches on two or three of those priorities, of the three priorities? That's a great question. I would say it's not that it would do better. I think really what we look for is like a clear understanding of what the project is. Okay. And what the overall goals are. And, you know, at the end of the day, like that it's going to have an impact on those that the organization served. So I think if an organization, like what I wouldn't want to see is an organization try to touch on every single focus area but water down the actual core of the program. Yeah. So really thinking about like, what are, you know, and of course, many things like, of course, when we think about like social and economic equity that can tie into workforce development and Mm -hmm. education, right? Like Mm -hmm. we understand that those things are interrelated, but um, sort of the challenge to the nonprofits is like, you know, what is really the program that you're trying to, get out there into the world or is already out there in the world and that you want to expand or there's a gap in your community that you want to fill. So Uh really being mindful of and and thoughtful of what that is and not trying to be all things because we know like that's not what nonprofits should be doing. So that would be my answer. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's so good because I remember when I was writing grant applications in graduate school trying to fund my research and you know you're just like oh you fund underwater basket weaving for elk yes that's what I do and it doesn't fit you know but just being now in this iteration of grant writing I am finding the most successful applications are those that just say what you're doing like bullet point it just tell them what you're because there are human beings on the other side of these applications exactly yeah yeah no that's such a great point and not right? Not trying to make up a program because you see it as a funding opportunity, because that's not the goal of nonprofit organizations at the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. Like the goal is to focus on a problem, like there is a gap that needs to be filled. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you've, you know, seen success in that. And we would definitely say to anyone interested in applying, you know, to just write, like, really say what you're doing, say what you're successful at, and, and you don't need to, um, 
you don't need to like make a grandiose claim that you're never actually going to reach. You know, I've worked in nonprofit before. Our team has all worked in nonprofits. So we understand the limitations of what nonprofits are able to achieve, especially if you do have a very limited budget. So we also want folks to be realistic Mm -hmm. um, and also realistic with themselves and their own capacity, because again, we're all humans and we should also, you know, we don't need to like overwork to solve, like, quote unquote, solve a problem. We all need to be well rested and able to to get through the days. Right, right. (laughs) This is really helpful. I think because you're just painting such a realistic picture, you're funding small organizations, you're really rooted right here in the community that I mean, our goal is to have people listening from Beaver County and Allegheny County. So that's fantastic. You've talked about how the arts could fall into your three funding priorities. I'm just going through our questions now that I I sent to you. You're really hitting on everything. Here's one for you. How much of what is applied for actually gets funded? It depends year to year. I can say that last year with community impact grants, I believe we received 215 applications and we funded uh, 44. So that can give you an idea. But I'm not going to math that out right now, but it's <laughs> it's not terrible. I mean, it's not a, a pipe dream to apply and get funding. I also want to say like, just because it didn't work out with one application doesn't mean that it can't work out in the future, especially mm-hmm. if you have a great idea and you've had some successes in that program. So, and again, that's why we try to make this application simple for yeah. those small nonprofits because uh-huh. we get it. So the budget for the full program for community impact grants specifically is $250,000. So we're not Mm going to be able to fund over 200 organizations, right? Sure. But we also know we don't want, you know, someone to spend tons and tons and tons and tons of time on an application for a small amount of money that they may not end up getting. That's right. We tried to make it as simple as possible, uh, but we really... And the other thing that we did this year is that you can go onto our community impact grant website. We have a full application preview. So any nonprofit interested, um, because we use Microsoft Forms because Microsoft Forms is really easy, but you can't see the questions ahead of time. So we wanted to make this process more transparent. You can see the questions. It's up there. You know how you have to fill that out. And it allows folks time to, you know, Think about what they really want to submit for. I can't tell you how much I appreciate how simple it is compared to, you know, it seems like requesting DNA samples from your grandmother. And th- I mean, it's insane. But you're right. I think it should be reflective of the amount of money you're applying for. So you're doing smaller grants. What is your cap for an organization? Our cap for community impact grants is $10,000. Okay. Um, for our general funding, so if an organization's listening and they're looking for, you know, funding for um, like a higher amount or something like that, we don't have necessarily caps, but we just tell all our nonprofit partners, like, be realistic mm-hmm. with what your ask is because, yeah. um, you know, if you say you're going to run like an entire summer program to serve 4,000 kids and it's going to cost $4,000. Like we know it's not going to actually cost $4,000. So like, right. You know, just things like that. Um, Uh But yeah, it's up to $10,000. Organizations have 
uh, for our community impact grants until June 3rd of this okay. year to apply at the end of the day. And then for our general fund, uh, we have the closing date of October 15th. So that gives some more time if a bigger organization wants to come in and apply, or if you feel like maybe community, you know, or an organization says, you know, maybe I want to branch out, try something, <laughs> try yeah. something new. There's a little bit more time with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did try to give a good amount of time for folks to apply mm-hmm. for community impact grants. And we're only doing one cycle this year. So last year, uh-huh. we did two cycles. We did spring and fall. And this year, we're only doing one cycle because we okay. realized the way that it was structured previously, we we missed a lot of those summer programs. I mean, there's so many great programs in the summer we realized yeah. we wouldn't be able to fund. So again, we're trying to take the feedback from the nonprofits that we serve mm-hmm. um, and always trying to, you know, better our processes and um, continue working to make sure that um, our nonprofit partners are getting the support that they need. That's great. If somebody is listening to this and they say, hey, I applied last year, I didn't get it. Would you be willing to have a conversation with those people to say, here's what we saw in your proposal that could have been better, or this is why you didn't get funding? Is that an option for people? So I wish I could say yes, but with the high volume of questions we get and requests Uh we get, unfortunately, we can't have a conversation with everyone. Like I said, Charitable giving is not the only program that I work on, right. so, and we're a very small team, but mm-hmm. um, our email address is community at dukelight.com, so folks can reach out. You know, I would just say okay. to reach out with specific questions. Good point. And, and we'll definitely make sure to get back to you in a time manner. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. As clear and as concise and as specific as you can be. I mean, we all appreciate that, so tell me what you really need to know. Okay. All right. Well, I really appreciate your time and um, of course. you've been very responsive to me and to the Genesis Collective. And we are so excited to produce the work that you funded for us and for our community. So I love how your priorities are playing out through us. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. And thank you. And, you know, we're really glad to partner with you and to just expand our work into Beaver County and with an organization like I know you're on the ground doing the work. So we appreciate you and everyone you work with. And thank really you. encourage anyone listening. If you meet those focus areas we talked about and you're interested to go on our website and learn more and hopefully we'll receive applications. Yes. And can you tell us your website one time? For D- community impact grants, it's duquenelight.com slash C. I-G. All right. We also have a lot on our social media channels as well. We post at least once a week about it. So okay. if someone can't get on the website, check out social media. Okay. You will not allow us to forget these deadlines. No, right? no, no, no. We, we want to make sure uh, we, this has been a great program. We've met so many new community members. It's been just such a great process. So we're really excited to offer it again this year. Great. Well, thank you very much, Hannah, for your time and for your work. Yeah, thank you, Pamela. Appreciate it. You are listening to a production of the Genesis Collective. Supporting local artists and their work. Making art more accessible. And putting art back into our communities. 